podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Hello and welcome to uh, another episode of the Fighting Cock Podcast. Uh, a rather sombre week for every Spurs fan out there. Today I'm joined by Spooky. Hello. Sombre's one way for it, isn't it? <laughs> it's a weird, weird feeling, isn't it? Um, uh, my, my week has, has gone from bad to worse. I've just had to euthanise one of my chickens. Oh, blimey. Uh, with, what, what was, uh, was with, a brick. with a brick. Yeah, I, I basically... Jesus Christ. It's not funny. Uh, I, That's uh, what Bayern Munich does I, I, us the other night. It smacks us on the head with a brick. I did. There was a beautiful um, synergy between the two events. Uh, it did feel like as I was smashing this chicken's head in to a concrete ground that, um, you know, it reminded me of what was happening on, on Tuesday night <laughs> as from the from the park lane uh, about 10 feet behind the goal watched five goals going against Hugo Lloris. It was horrible. But yeah, um, I don't rate, I don't, I don't recommend any uh, sort of euthanizing animals at home. It's not a great experience. Or watching Tottenham um, in Especially because it wasn't really, there weren't really nothing wrong with a chicken. It just, it looked at me funny, so I had to go. <laughs> um, there, it was, it was very sick. I had to go. It's the right thing to do. Anyway, Spook, um, yes, before we break down what happened last last Tuesday, uh, we should mention the fact that we've reinvented our blog, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, we have. We've renamed it, uh, rebranded it, and the the purpose of it is to kind of 
uh, slowly pull together quality uh, reactionary articles on Tottenham. Um, not necessarily long, long blogs. I'm obviously spooky's going to spooky, but just just in terms of trying to pull together um, reaction to quotes and news articles and, and, and news, but not in a click in a clickbait type of way. Um, and the name of the blog's uh, never mind the yeah, bollocks, isn't it? Yeah. That's it. Uh, because so much of uh, football journalism is bollocks. Well, there's just so much content out there at the minute. Like Everybody's a, a, a writer, actual writers, actual journalists. Uh, uh, I guess are, are trying to, 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 to still own the headlines. And, and I'm not saying there's not quality journalism out there, but uh, in terms of what supporters want, I guess they, they want to be reading something that's sincere and from the heart and the mind of a, a fellow supporter and not someone yeah. with an agenda uh, you... or a narrative or, or just someone looking for like a clickbait story about who we're interested in or, or the other nonsense that we have to sort of kind of swim through to get to the good stuff. Yes, essentially it's just quality football writing about Spurs. Uh, it's We consider it to yeah. be the best place on the internet to, to read about Tottenham. And uh, obviously some lo- lovely words from your good self, but there's other other young journalists getting involved as well. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's early days. We're, we're obviously building something here as well. Um, and just as a caveat, I, I, I'm actually quite excited about this. If, if, if anyone's listening to this and thinking, why does he sound so fucking depressed? Well, apart from Tottenham, I've been sick as well. So it's, I'm just, I've, <laughs> I've had a rough week. So my throat is going to crack any minute. So yeah, I, okay. I, I obviously this is a good thing. You know, we're trying. I know in the day, in, in this day and age of social media, a lot of people don't have time to sit down and read something. Um, it's all about tweets. It's all about sort of arguing with the next person on your timeline. Um, but I, th- I, th- I think there's something to be said about maybe sitting back sometimes and digesting something in long form, uh, and, and and perhaps that inspires you to then respond and engage because it's not just about us pushing out this content. We want people to to uh feedback to us uh and and comment on the articles and maybe even feel inspired to to write something themselves so we're, we're still looking for, for for people to send in their their think pieces too yeah absolutely so anyone who's looking to write for the fighting cock and it has to be of significant quality because we're trying to aim for something very good here and something that we kind of be people look at and, and it's respected as a piece of work in its own right we think we do a good job of the podcast we want to transfer that to the the blog <clears throat> so you can find that at um uh the fightingcock.co.uk and on the top there is a there's a button that says articles and it takes you to the blog uh, yeah, if you want to write for us, it's fightingcock.co.uk forward slash write. You can submit your articles there and they go straight through to Spooky and they'll do what you need to do to get them published. All right, uh, you, you on, on the note of the fact that we've got this new blog, yeah. um, you published something today, no, didn't you? Well, by the time people hear, hear this, it'll be pushed live. Uh, so yeah, it, okay. it, 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 it's an article. <laughs> It's a therapy session, to be fair. Um, so, so basically, What's it called? it's called the Seven Stages of Grief. And <laughs> I, when I sat down to, to kind of think about how how I was going to process, because look, after the game, everyone's emotions are raw. We know what it's like, and and most of the time, I want to be left alone. I don't want to talk about it. You know, like I, there's this Arsenal supporter that, that actually approached me um, the, the day of the defeat. 
he came right in my I mean he was right in my face this guy I hardly know this geezer right but he knows I'm a Spurs supporter he came right up up to me and said what about that Tottenham result hey and I looked at him and like I'm a really polite person and I kind of just nodded my head he goes I love it I really love it and he came even closer to me I was like what the fuck are you gonna do man I know Bayern Munich oh. molested me. Are you gonna are you about to, to to kind of touch me in 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 a perverse <laughs> way because you're getting so excited with and like I, I I then stood there and spoke to him about how um yeah you know Spurs are in a bit of a, a mess at the minute and it's all very political and very and I could see he was getting happier and happier because he could see my suffering. And I went away thinking, I swear, I should have just punched him in the face. But obviously, I'm a polite guy. I didn't. <laughs> and I came away thinking, like, how do I sit down and process this, right? Like, writing has always been therapeutic. And I can sit down, I can do a blow-by-blow of the game, or I can look at the wider picture. Or, or maybe I can sort of try and tap into how everybody's feeling, because everybody's feeling differently. And I guess the, the, the seven stages of grief... What are those kind seven? of kind so of covers is, that. Well, there's uh, shock, denial. There's denial, um, anger, uh, bargaining, depression. No, that one too well. Testing, uh, acceptance, um, and, that's, and it. that's it. Yeah, and the, the, and I guess seven matches up to the tonking that we got as well. Um, yeah, of course. So we're going to go through this, uh, not through the article so much, but these seven stages, because I think all of us have <laughs> are, 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 are one of these stages for sure. Yeah, without maybe a doubt, man. Them all. I don't think ev- I'm not... everyone's gone through all of them, but I'm, uh, that's a gradual thing, isn't it? At the minute, I'm not. I'm not quite at acceptance yet. Um, I'm. Uh, I, I think I'm somewhere. Between, I'm probably in depression right now. <laughs> yeah, I think we're all we're, uh, we're probably, if we're all honest with each other, that we're all probably stuck at that one. Um, I guess with the article, I've 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 kind of tried to. I mean, I've written from my heart. I've not written something that I want that I think people are going to want to read. I just wrote what how I'm feeling, and and hopefully it resonates and people can work out where they are. I did actually, obviously, have to write a bit for acceptance. And whether I actually believe in that part of it at the minute, even I don't even know if the acceptance part makes sense because I'm still, you know what I'm like, man. I always try and find a middle ground and I try and find a balance. Mm. And I, I don't know whether finding a balance in this type of scenario is even possible because I think people need to even go black or white. You know, they need to go left or right with this like stick or twist. So, it was um it was a shocking result yeah, right? man. Like more more so than ever and and when i when i was in the stadium it was just, it was real it was surreal rather it was i was numb i think because i was standing next to ricky and we were kind of chatting and and he helped me to deal with what i was witnessing i think i helped him as well um but it was it was almost disbelief it was it, it, i wasn't as i was witnessing it i wasn't angry i wasn't re- reacting i was barely reacting i mean the cu- when the fifth goal went in i slumped because then you realized it was over yeah. but as it the, they just kept coming forward and, and bagged another two and like and every ball they hit seemed to go in the net uh it, it was a weird nothingness is, is what i felt and people might might people might think oh this is a bit dramatic but it's. I think football means so much, and it's and part of the reason why 
why um, you know people react the way they do on Twitter and talk about talk about the, the game in the way they do after such a defeat is because they care so much and it is important. And and when you're watching a side that you love get humiliated in such a way, in such a severe way compared to everything good we've experienced just. You know, just last May, really, getting to the Champions League final, but then had to, in the same composition, composition sit through that. It's It was just a very surreal and uh, um, shocking experience. And I kind of keep laughing. I, I, I don't find it funny. It's just almost like, what the fuck else can I do? No, no I, I think we're all kind of kind of rabbits in the, in the headlight, just don't know where to look what to say what to think you know you can sit in you can you can I know, you can you can look at the way the game ended and the way that heads completely went to the point where there just wasn't anything any type of reaction and by Munich being as efficient as they are they just kept coming and they kept finishing with sublime brilliance like you know on another day maybe they don't hit the ball as as cleanly and as immaculately as they did, you know. But even at four two, would you would you have come away? I mean, the levels of shock would it have changed the fact that we're still in a we're still in disarray? There's still players that are not pulling their weight, and we're not pulling our weight as a team. You know, from four yeah, four but... two to seven, I know those additional goals make it worse because it's it's yeah. a, it's the type of surrender where. We don't, we don't, we don't associate a Pochettino team with this type of capitulation, and it's not even a, like it's not the, it's not even a traditional Tottenham capitulation. Like when we used to lose to United, when we used to lead and we used to give away the the, the entire game, we we were rubbish, and what played out was just a better team brushing us aside. Um, We've, we, and the thing is, it wasn't even like it's not like we didn't play well. well this is it. There was half an hour of of of, of, of uh, application, and then it just the blue screen. It was gone. But it was black. It was application that resulted in genuinely key chances. Yeah, yeah. Like we we could have we could have had three goals in that, that first half, four maybe. Yeah, we just weren't clinical um, enough. You weren't clinical enough, and they were. But there, there isn't. That's almost like two sub. It's too an easy explanation to say that they were going to we, we weren't. Uh, f- f- football's really, it's, sometimes it's really difficult to grasp because there can be a nil-nil game and, and someone will say to you, well, that sounds boring. It could be like the, it could be like an incredible game of football when no one finishes. And the same game could be, could be played out again. It could finish 5-4, 4-3. Mm. You know, that sometimes like, Bayern just were punishing in, in the... They contained, they survived, they, they relied on us a little bit to miss those chances that we had. But I think there was a belief that they would grow into the game. They believed they would grow into the game and they would they would find opportunities and they would bury them. Whereas I think with Spurs, even though we kind of swashbuckled a little bit and there was a bit of tempo and there was one or two players that looked like they were on it, I don't know whether they really believed in themselves that they they could they could own this game and they could boss this game and it and it was easy this is the thing this is the 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 paradox about the performance that Spurs looked all right Munich looked dangerous but but you know not not enough for us to get worried and then suddenly 
the game just changes. And um, maybe the way we went in at half time, that was the th- that was the thing that broke us from one nil up to two one down. It's just it's just so hard to it's hard to explain it. It's it's hard to understand. It's a what went thing, on, man. Really. It's got it's got it's got to be like even beyond the football, people saying. You know, players are fed up with the way we're training and the same type of formation and this, that, and the other. But you, it, Spurs, the Spurs team of old, I guess, in the past few seasons, they were gritty. They had a bit of metal about them. They they dig deep. They they were not pushovers. And it isn't even a, about us being pushovers at this point. It's for some reason everything's eroded and we just look broken on 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 every level and that's not you know god i don't want this to be like a completely depressing podcast for people as bad as it sounds you think it's fixable because it's the same group of players maybe just maybe some of those players are not good enough anymore you know in terms of where we need to be that they can't produce what they need to be producing for the team to work as a unit which is why the team ain't working as a unit. We've got individuals that we're relying on, but Don Bele and Kane and Winks, they can't carry the team on their own. And Winks was left completely isolated. And, and I mean, I hope he, I hope Potter's put his arms around him because that's the type of game that could break a young player. Do you know what I mean? It's just in terms of being well, left yeah, he was, tormented. His errors led. Oh yeah, I mean he was bullied. Yeah. He was bullied to fuck. And and uh, where was the protection? Where was? Well, there was no. There, there wasn't any protection in in that that you kind of relying on him to be able to control that area of the pitch when he has the ball. So there were and, and players perhaps weren't backing him up where they otherwise could have done. But it might have been a, a part of the tactical plan in order to you know allow him to get the ball then you break or move into areas where there's space because you trust him. But he was getting... But like I know he, he was at fault for the... I think it was the fourth or fifth goal where he lost the ball just about 10 yards outside the box. But the ball into him, which I think came from Rose, was a hospital, a suicide yeah, ball. Yeah. He, he, like, he got it. He, he, the ball was given to him and he had two players around yeah. him. And he had no time to no, move. It was and ridiculous. Like, he was poor, Winks. He was poor. And when when he's poor, we, Spurs play poor. Lee... So, you know, if you're losing the ball in that area, it's such a high risk. You know, you might as well be a centre-back losing the, the ball. Uh, and it's a lot of responsibility to rely on a young player, but he's good enough to do it. And we've seen him do it in high-pressure games before, so there's no reason why we we couldn't trust him in this game. But he, he fell apart massively. Um, what, what, what do you make of these rumours about Pochettino uh, apparently wanting out, but Spurs won't sack him because it will cost £32 million? Do you think there's anything in that, or do you think it's bullshit journalism? Oh, no, I can't. I can't, of which... I, can't, I can't. I can't believe that. I just. Um, I mean, when you think about what he's achieved here, what he's built, uh, it's difficult for me to wrap my head around someone um, wanting to leave to the point where he sabotages the the, the team and his own. Um, he, he, you know, his own legacy. But I, I, can't I, I, I can't. I can't. I'm even struggling to find the words to, to because because I I don't know when these are obviously rumours on top of rumours because there was something a few weeks back uh, that suggested that this is what he was trying to do and I was thinking are you really lacking an idea to write a story or you know because this is the same manager that they will tout to Man United or to Real Madrid 
Um, like why why would either of those two clubs want a manager that's trying to get himself sacked by by just not playing the team that should be playing or not motivating the players? I mean, there might be no. I don't, I don't, I think... No, no. I was just going to say that it may be that there have been internal arguments, or there has been a falling out, or there has something has happened in the dressing room behind closed doors that that Poch can't motivate the players or they don't feel that they can play for him we we just don't know and this is I guess part of football sometimes we've seen it before haven't we AVB and, and, and Liverpool d- d- demolishing us at White Hart Lane and that night you kind of knew that was it for, for AVB was it 5-0 5-1 um, it's just an absolute spanking that we got and, it, and the players had just moved on given up because they knew it was coming you could argue mm. that was that this is the same thing happening now. You you could like it's not right for the players to to not be performing like this. And with Pochettino, he said all the right things in the presser the other day, and you know he spoke about the present, the 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 the, the, the past, the, the 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 summer, and he, he's looked ahead and said, "I'm you know, am I the right man for the job?" He had a, he made a joke about, "Well, it's up to Levy to decide that." You you, you think. How much of this is now an act? Like, are, you, are we really going to start going deep into Tim Foyle territory? Like, stick the hat on and, and, and lose ourselves with conspiracy theories about Spurs not wanting to pay 32 million. I mean, to be fair, Levy doesn't really spend that amount on players normally. But <laughs> there's not, there's no chance that he gets sacked. There's no, no chance, not for 32 million, because that is the equivalent. Of, you know, that's a large chunk of the Champions League money. Yeah. You know, you'd like sacking him now and spending that kind of money, thirty-two million as compensation to him, is like more or less qualifying for the Champions League. Yeah, so there's yeah. no, there's no value in that at yeah. all. You know, it makes no difference. So if we if we keep if we sack him and finish fifth, you're losing. What's that? You lose the potential revenue of like thirty, forty million pound for Champions League, and then you've already paid fifty, thirty-two million for Pochettino to be sacked. So that's 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 bordering on sixty, mm. so sixty maybe seventy million pounds that it's going to cost the club to sack him right now. Or you stick with him, he gets it right, which even this in spite of this result or despite the, this result, I we are going to win more enough games in the Premier League to finish in the top six because sorry top four because I think. Chelsea and Man United are weak enough, too weak to, to finish outside, inside. Yeah. So, look, I, there's no, this, this would make zero sense for us to sack him. Zero, zero well, sense. I mean, the, it, the it, only way we'd, he'd get around that is if someone came in and said we'd, we'd paid the 32 million. But can you imagine another club? Has that ever happened for that amount of money where they've paid the club off to buy out his contract? I, I can't. What, like, if, if he was to, if he was to leave. If Real Madrid were to come into him, if, if Zidane gets sacked, um, he if he had, if he hadn't asked to leave and Spurs agree, we'd still have to pay him the yeah. money unless, like you say, unless Real Madrid agreed to play that pay that clause and compensation. Yeah, to yeah, exactly. That's the so compensation. That, that's to what get him, it's going to cost. A, yeah, to get him is going to cost a fortune. You know, you could, could you see the, uh, Levy accepting anything less than twenty five, thirty million in compensation? Uh-huh. With, no, no chance. The length yeah. of his contract. So um, there are some people I'd imagine out there in denial. Spook. Um, what what argument would a Tottenham fan in denial make? Do you think? 
Um, probably the fact that Bayern Munich finished with, with so many exceptional finishes that they were completely clinical, that they took their chances. Because like I alluded to earlier, if we had lost 4-2, you'd, you'd come away, there'd, there'd probably be less... Uh, of a, a less shock, yeah, right? less shock, less of a wake kind of um, vibe about everyone thinking this is the end now. Um, it's just that that number seven man, it's it's, it's savage, isn't it? You know, mm. to, it's, especially especially when you you think back to us laughing at them lot down the road for for losing over two legs, um, uh, ten, ten two. two, you know, and we've now conceded seven at home in the new stadium and it's just in the history books for, for forever, regardless of, you know, what happens after this point. Um, I, I think people that, I mean, even I'm the most, I wouldn't say happy clappy, but maybe I am, but I'm, I'm a positive guy. I, I, I want Tottenham to, to achieve the best they possibly can. And why would I not want this guy, Pochettino, who practically recreated us, reinvented us, over the past five years, not to be given a, a chance to correct his errors. And, you know, you can sit here and, and say, well, this is nine months in the making. You can sit here and say he's not correcting his errors. He's stubborn. Um, you'd have to you'd have to entertain the, the, you, all of that, really, if, if you're going to sit down and have a conversation about it. I think any Spurs fan that says, you know, blindly, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Just believe, believe, believe. I can't see how we can use that line at the minute. Even me, and I'm a big believer of believe. I don't see the belief in the players right now. And you start questioning whether Poch believes in the players as well. So Some... it, it, it's people in denial um, to the point where they're saying it's fine. Let's get Brighton out of the way. I mean, that's fine. I, I agree with that as well. We're as good as our last game. At the, at the moment, we're as good as that defeat, which isn't very good at all. Um, you, you have to question what is going on. And I guess if you're not questioning it and you're thinking it's going to sort itself out because they're all smiling on social media in pictures at the training ground, yeah, that's too much fluffiness even even for me at this point. Yeah, I think everybody's in the same position, and and, and we got um, we got a, a, a message from a bloke on Twitter. I can't remember his name, Bobby, I think it's something along there. And he, 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 to paraphrase him, he said, "Look, you guys can't come out of a podcast again, like trying to spin this and have, do happy clappy, and you know, try and find the positives in this because you're going to lose the respect of your." listeners mm. and all of your followers you're going to lose lots of followers and first off I was like mate do you know what I mean fucking I'll do what I want ultimately it's <laughs> been so long talking into this fucking microphone please don't tell me what what I can and can't say but he's right in this instance like I, you can spin anything to make people feel a little bit better but in this instance it's tough and it's not on us it's not on the the fighting cock or it's not on just fans mm. to, to to spin this for mm. the first time since Pochettino took over. It's on him. It's on the players to react so that we we feel better about our football club. It's all all on them. And and this is the first time I can't. There's not. What can I say? There's nothing I can say to defend what we we saw. Yeah. 
It's nothing. No. There is nothing. And I don't I don't want to have to produce this podcast, like this type of podcast. I don't want to have to pick it. I don't want to have to do it. I don't, I, honestly speaking, I didn't want to come here and sit down and sort of live, yeah, relive I agree, that. Man. I know. Like I, said, I didn't want to I didn't want to do it, but I didn't want to write the article either, but um Mate, when when I read your article, I was reading it. I was sitting at the kitchen table, and I was like, "I've got to read it." And it, <laughs> I'm not putting anyone off because it is it more than more than just a, a nice, a good piece of writing and, and and focusing on something that was very, you know, hurtful and damaging to a lot of Spurs fans, or all Spurs fans. It's a wonderful dichotomy of of how fo- football fans react to uh, bad results, and this is the worst, obviously. Uh, like so, it's a piece of writing in itself, and the structure and the idea that you you applied to it. It's really, um, it's a really amazing read. Um, but I did read through it and think, "Fuck, man, this is tough. This is <laughs> this is a eighth. This is a tough read," because you know I've tried, I've tried my hardest over the last week or since Tuesday, rather, to to figure out some way that I'm alright with it. Um, and it, like it's surreal seeing that seven-two scoreline. And the only thing I can kind of hold on to is that it was a freak game. It was a freak game where Bayern Munich scored every chance they had. That we played well for thirty minutes of that game and 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 done enough to to go at least a couple goals up, but it didn't happen. And and they were just freakishly good on the break. And another game they wouldn't have scored as many, and it would have they would have beaten us. You know. 10 times out of 10 if that game played out how it played but perhaps not as severely and sometimes you get these freak results especially when playing someone as good as them mm-hmm. um, but it doesn't make me feel any better it doesn't It doesn't work do you know what I mean? No, no of course not because it's still, um, it's still seven fucking goals at home um, Is there anything in that though the fact that we did show heart against Southampton and if this was a freak result and we can rebound against Brighton, and I think we've got Watford at home after that. Mm. I it, think I, um, that, does, that we win our next next two yeah. games if we do, and there's no guarantee because we don't know what fuck's going on behind scenes. That that this could be put aside as a freak result, and actually things aren't as bad, or is it that that freak result or not, this is damaging and could affect our entire season. I, 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 I'm hoping that the there were screaming fits and, and arguments in the changing room after the game or in training today that there were people having a go at each other because if they if they weren't then how much do they actually care like if they just took it in and went home and kind of rolled up into their mansions and, and just stuck their feet up if they, if they didn't have trouble sleeping last night but we don't know any of this we're not privy to any of it you know sometimes I think last season it was something where was it Kane? He was injured and he went into the changing rooms and he screamed at him saying, this is how you want to want to be remembered. Was it the Man City game? or the, No, it was the Ajax. Yeah, I want to be remembered! That's what he did. <laughs> Half time against the um, Ajax. Yeah, right? that's exactly it. And Lucas Moura went, no! <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you, you... This is not how I want to be remembered! <laughs> <laughs> oh, if only I could live in that moment forever. But... Uh... If you 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 hope that's how they reacted to it, because it was hot against Southampton. There was evidence that there, there there is a team there that it's not as fragmented as as we we're 
we're thinking it is just off the back of some of the the kind of mediocre, uh, lethargic performances. And yeah, it was a freakish game last night because it, it could have finished four two. Bayern could have just said we're going to stop playing now. We've won the game. We've got three points. Yeah, why, did, why didn't they do, do that? Well, but they how were having fucking fun. cruel is that? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but you're fucking like we're already dead. We're on the ground with you know blood. I, it, we were like smashed. That that chicken that I smashed its head in, and it had a name actually. It was Igor, right? So you know, you know, like Fight Club when that geezer dies. Yeah. That's like my chicken. His name was Igor, and now he's dead because I killed him. But that. That was exactly the same thing. We were this fucked up chicken dying on the floor, and and Bayern Munich kept reviving us and then smashing us again. Yep. Do you know I mean they kept us alive? They could have just sat off and, and sat back. Yeah. They but they were didn't want to, man. Ho- horrible. The worst part of it was the fucking Bayern Munich fans singing uh, "It's coming home, <laughs> it's coming home." <laughs> fucking assholes. Um, man, I don't know. Speak. I don't know. We've got the... Uh, what other stages we got here? We've got denial. Well, we've got anger, but I think we might... I mean... Absolutely. Yeah. Bargaining. Let's do that. Let's do that. bargaining. Is it really that bad? Is it really... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, fuck, yeah, it is bad. Do you know what? I, oh, man. You see, this is, this is why it's so difficult to process shit like this because you you want to you wanna be positive. You want to find positivity out of out of all of this because you feel that if you don't then what you're doing you're giving up you know people saying oh well what what is faith what is belief like these are are these tangible qualities in the real world and and and, well they are because being a professional footballer isn't difficult if you're an athlete it's what's in your head like in terms of whether you've got the ability but also how you apply that ability and at the minute we're fragile and, it, and and people saying, oh yeah, certain players might have come to the end of the road. They lose, they've lost the, the hunger and the focus, and the the urgency therefore isn't there as a team. Yeah, okay, fair enough. But these still these players are still quality players. They still play for their country. They one or two are out of form, fair enough. But one or one or two are not out of form, and they're trying, and they 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 they're showing that kind of grit and determination and that desire and that love for the shirt. But at the, together as one, it's kind of all over the place. And and I guess the bargaining part is how many games does it take? How many games do we wait? How many games do we give them? Because I've been saying it one week to the next, like give it time, you know, then we had the Leicester result. And I said, Can't, well, let's wait and see what happens. We had Southampton and we were down to 10 men. You're thinking, fuck, there's no luck going our way. But we came through it and you're thinking, OK, OK, this is, this is good. We've got Champions League night now under the lights glory glory I, night I, and you're thinking this this could be the the platform and it goes to absolute shit and then you're thinking well this has just amplified all the problems of from the start of the season i don't know what happened in pre-season and then something obviously happened after pre-season but between the start of the season till now the munich game just amplified everything on a level the, the, against an elite club they're in transition but the difference between Munich and us is Munich are driving towards change they want to change they're driving towards it and, and they're gaining momentum whereas we need a transition we need to, to find that momentum and at the minute no one has a fucking clue how to reach out and grab it so if you spook if you take the, the imagine the Bayern Munich game didn't happen yeah and you do look at back at our league games this year. Yeah. 
we have had quite a lot of bad luck. Like, th- there are moments in games that have gone against us where if they hadn't done, we'd, we'd be looking very different in the league now. And there's a couple that pop into my mind. The Aurier goal that was given offside to Son, like, it was millimet. Mm, yeah, yeah. It wasn't even millimetres. Pixels, it was mate. It was so- pixels on the, on the young VAR. It, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And and I, I still think that was insanely unfair, even if it was the right decision. And I want to come on to something, actually, about the goal that uh, we scored against Son. Um, but there was that. There was the penalty that wasn't given that was a dead cert against Newcastle. There was also Luke, in fact, Lucas Moura had two guilt-edged chances and he didn't finish. Then there was the Southampton game that we came through. Um, if if we'd have got we'd have got those two decisions for us, Newcastle and Leicester, we'd have another four points, potentially six. And this would just be fucking hell. That was a mad result. Don't know how that happened, but we're still second in the league or whatever. Yeah, we're. Like, I think sometimes the luck needs to go with. Yeah, you as well. no, I know. And, and uh, I think in the past, Tottenham made their own luck. If, if that's even a thing, you know, they kind of. I, I, I guess, I guess, we're so used with we're almost privileged and entitled now that our failures are slightly more. Um, they hurt more because of the the stature that we've reached on the pitch. So when we're having a bad dip in form, it feels a lot worse because there's a capacity to do so much more as a team that this is because it's not recognisable the way that we're, the way we're playing. I think we've got, we've gone back to the way we were before when we were shit. We thought we were really good, but we weren't. And then it goes to shit, and then everybody would like be screaming for a new manager to come in. So, yeah, I, I, you know, we how many how many times have we been up? We've been leading, and we've given away the lead this season alone. We've probably lost about five points there. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we things could be different, even with the way we've been playing. We could, and that's what people look at. Sometimes they look beyond performances and and and, uh, and they just look at the table and they think well we're x amount of points behind this team and you know it's going to shit and every season we do this and every season we somehow make something of it and it may be that this year it's a lot more serious it's not just a yeah. blip um but 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 you know it comes it comes back to what you said that it's it's, it's the onus is on them we what can we control? We we can just support. We can't control anything really. Um, I mean, we can if 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 we turn as petulant as our neighbours. I, I guess you can force the the the. Well, Levy's not going to fucking listen to us one way or the other. He'll do what he wants. But my point is, all you do is all you can do is, is support and, and and be vocal about your criticisms. They're not going to hear anything. You just got to hope the Pochettino and the players rise up because I think now. After this result, because it's it was such a brutal result, um, there's no you know there's there's where else can we go? Can we go? Can we fall even further, or can they just prove to us that there 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 is something left there to fight for? And if there isn't, what? if there isn't again to uh, go, sorry, Matt, I'm rambling. To go back to what you said earlier, what can happen between now and the end of the season? You know, this is the other thing. Like, do we just accept that? If we have to go through a rocky period, we just accept it. Like the, the club, as you famously always say, it's not going to fold if we have a shit season. 
we're not going to we're not going to suddenly be light years behind everybody else if we if if things don't go well. I know football no, is, it doesn't really make much difference. Really. No, it doesn't. Of course not. But it's something that we have to go through. Like I, this team should have won silverware in the five years in the last past five seasons. They should have. They deserved it. Um, and maybe if we had got that Champions League win. It, none of this would fucking matter now. Pochettino might have even left and his legacy Probably. would be untouched because it would have been five years of graft and then we, we get... And and maybe that's the implosion, you know? They've given everything <coughs> and got nothing. And, I don't see I don't see uh, Pochettino leaving and, uh, and, and for the reason that it would be a massive blot on his copybook if he just left now. Um, but by the same token, you fix these problems... Most teams fix these problems by sacking the manager, even if he's not at fault. And he may be culpable here, and I'm sure he's definitely... Obviously, he's had a role to play in what's gone on, whether it's not changing his, his his training methods or the messages that he's given to players that have heard them so many times or played, uh, gone through that session so many times. Mm. Um, you know, because, you know, that's negated by signing new players and bringing fresh blood in that are receptive to his ideas. But you've also got to take a responsibility for making sure you get the best out of every player in your squad. That's his job. And if his training methods aren't inspiring the older guard who's heard them for, for the last five years, six years, then you, it's on you to change. It's on you to, to motivate him. It's his job. Yeah. And what ultimately, whatever happens on this pitch, it's because of Pochettino, not directly. You know, Winks might make a mistake or there may be some huge defensive error or, or Vatonga might be out of place or he doesn't have the legs to keep up. None of those things are his fault, but systematically they are over a season. You know, we lost 20 games last year. That's, for something so quantitative as that, that's that's on Pochettino. Yeah. Now, he has been hamstrung by the, the lack of signing players and that's because we were building a massive stadium. We had no idea about what the final cost of that, of that would be. And Levy has said that he's now investing in the side. And to his credit, we did invest in the side over the summer. Uh, what we didn't do is get rid of anybody. And I didn't realise how important that would be. Because in my head, I was like, no, keep keep Vertonghen, keep Toby yeah. Adler, keep Ericsson, because they're great players. Yeah. They're great players, like any other, as long as they're motivated. Like you saw Ronaldinho, you know, one of the, the, the brightest talents football's ever seen. Lost interest at football at 27 and we, he never recovered. Mm-hmm. Motivations, like skill and talent is one thing. Motivation is almost as important. And if, if you can't motivate these players, then they have to be shipped out. But if you're Daniel Levy, if you're Pochettino, do you have the balls knowing that it could all go tits up and if it does, it's on you to sell three key players in the last year of their contract because I guarantee you the same Spurs fans and myself are saying you know they're not committed Ericsson's not good enough he's he's not there anymore if we sold him in the summer we'd be screaming bloody murder right mm. now How did, why did we sell him it, it, like football fans have got the beautiful position of hindsight and we all know everything that the shit I was hearing in the stadium it was like I was I had Pep Guardiola in front of me like a short fat Pep Guardiola in front of me right uh, behind me, I had Jurgen Klopp, and and then over there, there was like Bobby Robson has risen from his grave. It was this level of insight I was getting. Like everybody knew exactly how to fix this problem, and we're screaming at the players, "Oh, like, what the fuck are you doing?" Like they could kick a ball straight ten yards, and it's it's like 
you know, I get that people are angry and I get that people want to expel that negative feeling inside them onto the pitch towards the players because that's what we do as fans and that's that, that's that's our right because we pay 1200 quid 1700 quid a season but the fact is we don't know our ass from our elbow when it comes to what goes on in the pitch and um in that run i've lost where i even began talking about it uh it's still beautiful and 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 you're right i mean it's just down it just comes back down to it again when we kick off against Brighton on Saturday, it's done. Like we've moved on and everything, it, how we're going to feel at the end of that game is just completely dependent on those players. I tell you, you know, I tell you what you will hear, Spook, right? You'll hear that the away support louder than it's ever been. Yeah. That's what you'll hear. It'll be an amazing reaction from our, from our fans that are going down to Brighton and it will be loud. And, you know, I, I, I wish I was a, I wish I was going down to Brighton. I wish I could do that uh, because I felt like it, this is a beautiful moment for us to be united and against like a finger up at the world, saying like or, or European football, Arsenal fans, all the stick we've been getting all week, and all of us have been we've got untold as you start the podcast with your 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 example and your experience speaking to that Mongi Arsenal fan, but. But this is an opportunity for us to say, no, this is our football club. We fucking love you. And not you're not necessarily talking about the players. You're talking about the shirt because that's the only thing that's important. The reason why we started this podcast, the love the shirt shit, all that stuff, it's important because all, every player moves on. And the only thing that remains is the crest. The owners move on. And as long as we're alive, we stay. We're the ones that stay. And we are Tottenham. So when, when those away fans go to Brighton, you're going to hear how loud they are because it'll be a defiance, a finger up saying, yeah, we have been humiliated, but we're still here. You know, and it's the same spirit, the same spirit of, uh, that there was when we got relegated in 78, 79. I mean, that was, imagine today's fan base trying to deal with relegation, with with Twitter memes and and the rest of it. Do you know what I mean? That's it, that's it. Yeah, yeah, and, and it didn't have to deal. Football was pure <laughs> then. It didn't have to deal with that shit. But what happened? For those that don't know, many will know. Listen to this. We got relegated from the the first division as it was then, and the the end of the the final game was at White Hart Lane, and we were sent down, and fans invaded the pitch, not in anger. I'm not necessarily wanting to beat up the chairman or, or to tear the stadium apart. They 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 ran to the the touchline. And around the um, the tunnel, and demanded the players come back out to be celebrated. And the, there was this famous um, banner, wasn't it? Like a, a piece of uh, a bed sheet. Mm. That on it, there was uh, on two sticks. There was a, just a simple explanation: "We will return," because they understood what a fucking incredible football club we have, <laughs> and what we ha- still have to this day. To this day, so when. When they turn out against Brighton, don't be surprised when you hear Tottenham's faithful away support singing as loud as they have done away from home because everybody knows that as humiliating as this was, we'll bounce back, we'll get back to where we were and and things will, will get better. And it is humiliating, yeah? It is humiliating. But when like a fam- something humiliating happens to a family member or... Uh, a brother, you pick them up, you you dust them down, you say fuck the world. Let's let's we'll get on get on with this together. Yeah, exactly. So 
This is what it is. Like they can laugh at us, Arsenal fans. They can laugh at us, but they've been humiliated in the past. This will be a horrible blot on our notebook for the rest of our days, but it will also galvanise us. I think we've become a little bit too comfortable with our expectations and our, uh, the plateaus of, of of what we expect from our team are too high, and 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 maybe this is the reality check we need. We all needed the, the players, Pochettino. And the fans to say that we're not fallible, but we are still brilliant. And if if this current crop of players ain't up to it, then over the next year or two, they will be removed. And a new batch of players who are up to it, who do believe in the cause and do believe in Pochettino will be brought in. And if Pochettino ain't up for it and he wants to leave, then fuck him too. We'll get someone else to in. But the fact is, Spurs will remain and we're, we're big enough and have enough money to ensure that we will never be what we were before Levy took over. We will there's too much clout behind us. Yeah, Tottenham there's now. no going back to that man. And we're a big fucking club now. You know? Big big club. Just we we ain't got that silverware but it's coming. I mean I mean coming, not coming, whatever happens, we <laughs> we're fucking uh, we're lucky. We're lucky to, to, to have Tottenham. And, you know, despite the fact that it, they do put us through the the, the mill and and through the ringer and all that kind of stuff, you know, we could be fucking QPR. You know, I had an interesting conversation with a mate of mine, um, uh, James, the dude, the yeah. other podcast that I do with him. And I put it on Twitter yesterday, but I kind of butchered it because I didn't get his sentiment right. But he said it must be so frustrating being a Spurs fan because of the attention, and not just Spurs fans, any top six side, the attention when you lose comes from everywhere. Mm. Like you got like, Birmingham City fans giving us shit, Villa fan, everybody. Because we're a massive club. If you weren't a massive club, you were insignificant. If you if people weren't envious of what we've got, they they wouldn't give a shit if we got beat. We, thirteen. Which, which is to. why which is why I love the hate we get because everybody we've always said this Chelsea, West Ham, Arsenal they they're like you know they're, they're like fighting each other. To, to be our main rival do you get what I'm saying they all want they all crave they want us to know that they hate us so much and we're like okay we, we know like everybody does yeah, we love it. yeah exactly we love it because it means we're doing something right even with no silverware no, nothing in the trophy cabinet for some reason they fucking obsess about us so yeah well, that, that, they're the ones going you ain't won anything like what you ain't won anything like that's fine mate why are you talking to me? Don't worry about it. I know we haven't won it. I'm acutely aware of what success we have and what we haven't. Why are you so you're so caught up in us? Because you're either envious or we're significant or both. Both. It's always both. Yeah, man. So you know, fuck it. All right, we got humiliated. We 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 got spat on essentially by uh, by Bayern Munich. Yeah, that happened. Like, how do you get up? Like, if you're in a school playground. And you're, you, you, someone spits on you. What do you do? You either fight back or you sulk away. If you know you're going to get beaten up. There's no way we're sulking away. We we could have a horrible season. We could finish sixth or seventh this year, and that's even bizarre saying that. Yeah. Like because I remember us when seventh and praying for a fair play uh, placing. Yeah. Uh, that you know that we'd somehow sneak into Europe. I remember that. Now saying that a terrible season is seventh. And that is a fucking horrendous season if we end up seventh this this year. Just doesn't even um, seem right saying that, or even looking at the table and thinking that's that's where we'll end up. It just doesn't. You no. know what I mean? With top top four has just become 
a just a regular occurrence now it's just the standard the benchmark which is which is i guess why people react with so much desperation and frustration when you you know after what six games in the league seven games in the league what, what yeah you know we we haven't even got to the 10th game yet do you know what i mean the people are panicking already about falling out of the top four it's just oh, we've just all got to grow a pair of bollocks really us but more so the players, more so the the, the manager. Yeah. And they've just got to do. They've they've just got to prove that um, they want to change something now, and and then make something of this season, because otherwise yeah. it will be it will be a difficult season. It won't no, get it any won't better. Be difficult, but we've we've already played. We played out of all of the really difficult away games. There are probably seven, including West Ham away, right? Mm. That the, we've. We've done two. Like, man, you know, Arsenal, most teams will lose to Arsenal at home and most teams will lose to City. Um, yeah. Man City at home. Yeah. So, look, we're, in, we're not in an awful position. No. And, look, it's, it's, it's ultimately fine. Every, football is secular. It's never-ending. It's existential in the most extreme. And you have to go through tough periods and you'll go through great periods. But I guarantee you, before this season is out, we will have one of those nights or, or or maybe three or four times during the season where you're in the stadium and you're grabbing the pe- person next to you and you're screaming in their face because you don't know how else to admit what a joyous feeling you're having. That is going to happen this year and it'll happen next year and it'll happen the year after that because we remain a superior and beautifully wonderful football club. And I think on that note, Spooky... We are fucking done. Yeah, we are fucking done. And Brighton are fucking done on Saturday. They might as well not turn <laughs> up, mate. I want to give them a good pump in. Yeah, you know it. All right, Spooky. I love you, I mate. love you and too, I'll, man. Uh, I'll, um, we'll, we'll, yeah, go, go, and, go and read Spooky's um, The Seven Stages of Grief and other good stuff. Constant constant content, all written content. If you've got time on the tube, you, you like, can go and look at our articles and, and, and read them on the tube. When you've got time, just kind of process what's going on there because it's quality journalism and it, look this isn't a money-making exercise we just want to we want quality Tottenham uh, journalism around Tottenham not this clickbait bullshit we'll respond to transfer news but it'll be done in a quality way in a way that, that you'll get something from reading the article other than just the information in it I think that's fair speaking. yeah that is love it alright alright until next time yes, Monday mate. I guess yeah. come on you spurs oh, do you know, just, quick, just a quick thing <laughs> before I end sorry <laughs> For those thirty percenters are still with us, fucking love you lot. Um, I'm, I'm, I've, I had a really weird phone call from this producer at Talksport, and he said, "Can you be in London on Friday morning in London Bridge?" And I was like, "Yeah, what, what, like, what, what's it about?" He goes, "I want you to do a sit down in a, in a, um, in a cafe in London Bridge." What, a, like a, audio s- recording or video recording? No, video, video uh, with Clive Allen. Oh wow! Uh, record goal scorer Clive Allen, forty-seven goals in. In one season in 1988, is that right? 87, 88. Um, Paul Hawksby, obviously, royalty at uh, Tottenham Royalty, but also royalty at Talk, Talk Sport. And uh, former player Jamie O'Hara. So, <laughs> for some reason, uh, they've been invited me down to this cafe. <laughs> and, and me, for <laughs> fuck knows. I mean, obviously, they they see the value in, in, in the fighting cock. I think that's what it is. But, um, maybe yeah, so take, I'm going to be going down and doing that. Maybe just take a, a, a chicken and a brick, just in case it goes to shit. And just uh, sacrifice oh, the chicken. I've, I've, essentially, I, does God look down on me, right, for that? 
right? And, and I've smashed this chicken's head in, which I actually really loved that chicken as well. It was, it was a good chicken. It was like really tame and he'd come up to you and sit on your leg and he'd something like my, my little boy, Will, he would have him on his shoulder. He'd walk around the garden with this chicken on his shoulder like a shit pirate. And... Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was just a shame to have to, to do that. I didn't want to. Like, I'm looking, I've basically got a chicken pinned to the ground and I've tilted its head to the side. It's too weak to do fuck all about it. And I know that within the next 20 seconds of my life, I'm going to have to end something else. And uh, I, I just wonder if God's looking down at me thinking, I created that, you prick. It took me ages. <laughs> Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.